Welcome to the Grace of Eugene podcast. We exist to help every person in our sphere of influence to encounter Christ, experience biblical community, and extend God's kingdom. You can learn more about us at gracecityeugene.com. Here's the podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Extended Cut, the weekly podcast from Grace City, where we dive a little deeper into our Sunday sermons. With me as always, Pastor Chris. We're going to be unpacking his sermon today. But before we do, let's talk about what's upcoming at Grace City Church. Yeah. This week, we encourage you to plug into a life group. Uh, we are really excited to kick off a brand new discipleship content called Grace City 101. It's a course designed to help you feel comfortable, confident, and aware of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the context of our church. And so uh, we encourage you to jump in. Uh, we start this week. You're going to be seeing this or listening to this hopefully Wednesday morning when it comes out. Uh, so, you know, make sure you head to gracecityugene.com and fill out that interest form ASAP yes. or uh, reach out to myself or Pastor Chris so we can get you plugged in right away. Uh, if, if for some reason you missed this week, we absolutely absolutely can get you the content. Um, maybe. Maybe. You can have it. Um, but uh, please join us in that. Outside of just the content, it's it's obviously um, one of our most important rhythms as a community to know others and to be known and to kind of link arms with other people in this life of trying to follow Jesus. And so we encourage you to be there. You'll share a meal. You'll have some time to catch up and make friends. And then we'll go through this content and pray for one another. So please join a life group this week. Additionally, um, we've announced the dates for our upcoming women's retreat. Let's go. April 21st through 23rd, it's going to be out at Camp Tadmore, and uh, this is going to be a really profound and amazing opportunity to build a relationship and to grow closer to God, to link arms with other women, and to just have in kind of an intensified weekend where you can be together, you can open up, you can share together, you get introduced to some discipleship content and different topics and themes for the weekend. And it's going to be a really powerful weekend for you to know others and to grow closer to God and to grow closer to God together. Yes. Um, you know, we, we really believe and, and hammer home here at this church that we're not just a bunch of individuals following Jesus, but that we've been called into a family and that we have a responsibility to do this together and that yeah. we're better together. And yeah. so um, this is a really great opportunity. We often kind of highlight, but I... You just can't say it enough that oftentimes at these retreats, it provides kind of the relational connecting that might happen in four to six months of being in a life group or showing up to our men's and women's social events. Like that all happens in one weekend. Yeah. The, the friendships and the bonds and everything that you connect with and have there um, can be really, really special. And so um, please keep an eye out for an interest form for that that we'll be rolling out this weekend. On there, you're going to have the opportunity. Uh, maybe you've been doing these for a little bit and you're like, hey, I want to help out. What can I do to help? We're going to have options for you to step up and um, kind of provide some assistance. But please sign up for that. I have something, sir. Go for it. I would encourage you, don't just consider going, but make it a priority. There could be plenty of things that try to jockey for position in your weekend. But if you make this a priority, you will not be let down, and it will pay dividends in your coming years in community. So. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, you can stay up to date 
with all things going on at Grace City through our social media accounts uh, at Grace City Eugene. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can always follow us online at or yeah, at www.gracedugene.com. Uh, that's upcoming at Grace City. They don't need the er in there. Er. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pastor Chris, uh, this weekend you preached a message titled Sin No More! Exclamation point. Sounds fun, right? It does sound fun. <laughs> I was uh, putting that in the website this week, and I was like, oh, I bet that's going to generate a lot of clicks here. <laughs> that's, uh, that's great. Uh, but it's it's key in the passage we were exploring, and we're not going to shy away from from God's word and the scriptures. And so, uh, if you haven't had the chance to go listen to that sermon, please do. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're probably engaging with this content. You can watch or listen to it there. Um, it's in our Miracles sermon series, week two, titled "Sin No More." But Chris, could you just kick us off with like a little recap of the message before we dive into our questions? Yeah, so we talked about John 5, 1 through 15, uh, where Jesus heals the the lame man, the paralytic, by the pool of Bethesda, and that interaction, some of the nuance culturally and and different things that um, would have been going on there, and um, ultimately what we did is we kind of looked at three main choices or questions that this man had to answer as Jesus encountered him in this account. And then how those impact us as well. They're not just questions that this lame man at this pool in the ancient Near East was asked, but um, that they're questions that we need to wrestle with and reconcile in our own hearts as followers of Jesus as well. And and the first was, do you want to be healed? Like it, the the reality that like this man had been in his situation for so long, um, similar to maybe us and some of our patterns and situations that separate us from Jesus, that there actually may have been more comfort in staying the same rather than being freed. Mm. And so um, considering that for us, like when do we want to be healed? Do we approach Jesus from a, hey, even if it costs me discomfort and shaking up my world, do I want to be healed? Do I want to believe that you can do that in me rather than hold on to like what is normal? Yeah. Do I want to pursue the fullness of what you have for me and ask for it and trust in it? And um, ultimately, like we see that this this man did say yes in his actions. He responded to this three-part directive of, you know, get up, take up your mat and walk or take up your bed and walk. And this miracle was, was dealt with immediately. Um, it posed some questions to us, like what condition do we have in our life that maybe we're aware of or not aware of? Do we need to ask ourselves and reconcile? Are we truly wanting to be healed? But then where are we looking for? Are we looking at some pool or mystic thing that we just want to go get our hands on, some other kind of therapeutic means? Or are we going to the one who actually heals and doesn't just heal physically, but heals wholly, mm. like from the inside out? And then there's this just question of who is Jesus? Like, at first, the man didn't even know who he was until Jesus searched him out later at the temple, um, and he knew who he was then. Um, but oftentimes, people want to have everything figured out and all the details before they respond. And no, really? The re- I, I know. Um, the reality is, like, sometimes we our, our response is actually what reveals the very details we're seeking out. Yeah. And uh, so who is Jesus to you? Is he... Sir, as this man referred to him, even when he didn't know he's Jesus, or is he your homeboy, your cabana boy? Is he just some man or is he the Messiah, right? Is he someone that 
you just want to hear about his teachings and the historicity of him? Or do you believe that like his directions and his way of life is one to be pursued, followed, and held with authority yeah. in your life? And then talking about who do we turn to when we are in need? Um, you know, there's a lot of miraculous provision within medicine and doctors and counseling and support groups and therapy and all this in our world. But those things help. They don't make us whole, is what I said. And so um, are we just trying to help our circumstances or do we want to be made whole and see ultimate healing? And only Jesus can provide that. And mm-hmm. then finally is who will we tell our story to and how will we tell it? Mm-hmm. Who will be the hero of our story as we convey what Jesus has done in our lives? Whether it's the miracle of salvation, the miracle of inner emotional, mental healing, physical healing, whatever it is, as God intervenes in your life and brings wholeness and brings healing, who will you tell and how will you tell that story? Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That's a helpful recap. And I just continue to love this series because um, I think oftentimes when we think about miracles, we just think about like these physical manifestations of the power of God healing sight or healing, you know, um, a misfunctioning limb or, or something like that. And it's really easy to skim through these and look over some of the like like Jesus has some really interesting comments, like things that you wouldn't expect. Like you just healed this guy and now you're talking about his sin mm-hmm. or, you know, like he, he just often dives into these things that should be an indicator to us. And what I love about what we're unpacking in this series is that there's more going on than just the physical need yeah. of the situation, but there's spiritual brokenness. There is hurting realities and things that need to be addressed in our hearts and our minds and in our faith. And um, I just love that we're taking the time to sit here because most of the time I think we just skim through John 5, 1 through 15 and be like, oh, cool. Another instance of Jesus healing a guy and now we'll move on to the next one. And yeah, uh, But there's so really much good. in here for us to sit and say, you know, oh man, let's look at the character of this man and let's look at what he's been through and all these different kinds of things. And there's a lot for us to unpack. Yeah. That's part of what I love about the lens in which we're unpacking these miracles in the book of John is that we, we fast forward to chapter 20 and see that like, these are all being told so that you may believe that these miracles aren't just like, not just to a place where, okay, I believe Jesus does miracles, but what does that mean for me? What are the implications of that? And I'm guilty of this. I can read through the Bible and read the miracles and be like, cool. Yes, I get it. Jesus does miracles. Yeah. And fail to ask the question, what does that mean for me? What does this make known about who he is? And not just like as a person, but who he is as a Messiah, a savior to the world, good news to the world. How does this inform our paradigm of the hero of our story? Mm. And that's what I'm really hoping um, we're helping lead people to read the scriptures through that lens. Not just some historical or pseudoscientific text that some people want to use it as, but how does this inform my view of Christ's work for me and how does it reveal the fullness of who he is? Mm. And then that informs the story we tell and that it's never just for our own information. We don't sit at the end of a sermon and say, gosh, I'm so glad I know that now. Look at me. Gosh, I received that sermon and I'm so much smarter now. Like that is not the goal. Jesus always informed in order to deploy. And so how are we 
functionally carrying that out in our lives. We're getting to get another sermon here if we don't be careful. That's true. That's true. And I, I think you're right, though. And I, I think uh, not to, you know, spoiler alert here for, for probably all future upcoming sermons in this is I think we're going to continue to see a common thread of healing and of restoration and brokenness uh, and that leads to proclamation. Yes. That, that leads to more people hearing about what God is doing. And so not only throughout the Gospels do we have Jesus' direct commands of go and tell, um, but we also see it is supposed to be a natural outflow of receiving or experiencing just the breakthrough of God's presence and power that more people would know because yeah. of it. Yeah. How will they know unless someone tells them? Yeah. And that goes into so many areas of how we walk out our faith. All right, Pastor Chris, let's dive into some of our kind of routine questions that we work through every week in the extended cut. Uh, first and foremost, what was most difficult for you uh, in putting together this message? Not poaching from future messages. You, you almost, I almost, almost did. I almost, almost took some I started stepping on your tippy toes a little bit. Just a smidge. Um, this sermon series requires discipline in where you go and how you do it in order to not like totally spoil what we've set aside to be taught in future ones. Yeah. Like the nature of Jesus doing miracles has some universal truths to it that this series tries to break down a little more systematically and put where there maybe that focus is. And so um, when I start get going, yeah, I'm like, I yeah, gotta I know reel it back end. in. And so trying to um, remain yeah. <laughs> disciplined in my predetermined yet spirit led direction. Yeah. So and it's a it's a powerful discipline for all of us to have to work through an experience because I think a lot of the time um, maybe we would look at a broad concept like healing and we would just say I can fit all the main points in one sermon and move on uh, versus saying, I'm going to dedicate seven weeks to unpacking this. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only does it require some discipline, but it requires some like real patience and um, just thoughtfulness to pursue the Lord in a topic beyond what maybe feels necessary or reasonable. But to say like, no, it is worth taking our time to unpack this. And that goes for, our sermons here. It goes for when we read the Bible. I think I used to really feel like I needed to read like it was more um, quantity was more impressive than quality. That it that it was like oh man I just you know I re- I read the Gospel of John this week and I'm getting ready to read it again and blah 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 like I'm just <laughs> speeding through this kind of yeah. thing and versus nowadays I'm so much slower in how I go through my Bible reading. Because I've just realized there's such a depth to some of these things if we really allow ourselves to sit in it and to not say, okay, well, I also want to bring in this and I want to bring in that. But say, no, let's just let this idea or this principle or this teaching just really sink in for a minute. And then we'll move on to that next thing as we get there. And so yeah. I think that's a powerful discipline both in preaching through a sermon series, but something too that we can experience in our just spiritual disciplines too. I think that highlights something that we've really been trying to focus on with our leadership team and even our, our philosophy of ministry and how we carry things out is everything is being built. Like we don't just get to say, I want to arrive there and point at a place on a map and we teleport there. That doesn't happen in our spiritual growth. It doesn't happen in our preaching. Like we're building things. And instead of 
throwing everything out in one sermon and then trying to clean up the mess throughout the week. We're, we're building a knowledge and a paradigm for who Jesus is. We're building all of these things. And so that means that a home run isn't the goal, but a base hit is, yeah. right? And staying true to that, that like we're God is building our knowledge through small group, extended cut, prayer, reading the word, sermons, all of these things, and being faithful to that step instead of trying to take some like hyperlink somewhere else. Yep. So. And what I think is cool about the kind of that metaphor, that idea of just building is, um, you know, if, if we rush past some of the foundational things that we need to take in, that we need to build upon, um, we'll miss out on things that might be that home run for us eventually. Mm-hmm. That that thing that we discover in the text or in a story or in a book that we're like, wow, that just really illuminated that for me in a brand new way might not be there if we've not taken the time to absorb this and to ponder that and think on all these kinds of things. And and so it's it's so worth it to sit in that just receiving and being a part of the whatever moment you're in to try to understand what's going on um, because it's upon those foundations that hopefully someday builds up opportunities for when there is this yeah. quote-unquote home run moment. So. so what I hear you saying is there are base hits that precede the grand slam. Uh, yeah, I think oh, come so. Come on. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're preaching over here today. Well, on uh, the other side of it, what was, you know, most joyful and and yes. fun in getting to put together this message this week? Just yes. It was all the above. Yeah. Um, I think that in series like this, momentum and anticipation builds. And sure. so that fuels some, some passion and, and different things. And so um, as you'll find out this week from Casey... Um, we did these two out of order just a little bit. So we're at this miracle this week, and then we're going, let's go back to another one real quick, and then we'll get back on track, all for their own reasons. But um, just the, it's like a snowball rolling down a hill, and it's it's picking up weight and meaning as it goes. So like every week, it's just, there's more gravity and and implications as we continue to unpack the breadth of this yep. topic and so it just it continues then to build anticipation excitement and impact yep. and that's uh, that's what's exciting as we go forward so oh, that's great yeah well um were there any things that stood out to you in your study or preparation this week that maybe just didn't fit perfectly that maybe weren't trying to steal from my upcoming sermon or, or different <clears throat> things that uh, that didn't fit maybe in the context, but that you would encourage folks to think about or work through. Yeah, I I hinted at it, but I think there is added profound meaning and layers to really dig into the fullness of the situation of this man preceding his encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I read about that a lot and it deeply impacted me, but I didn't believe that it was for the sermon, but the physical and societal realities of his, his state and, um, what that meant and how his, he would have been presented the aroma that would have been surrounding him in that space and everything that would have been Jew, like to the Jews unclean and unacceptable about that situation. 
Um, and then just thinking, like, he didn't sit by that pool. Like, many people that maybe need cleaned would be sitting around some bit of water trying to get clean, but he was trying to get healed. And, like, just all these yeah. interplays of his situation were fascinating to me and probably have plenty of correlations. Um, but that, it ministered to me um, because I was never paralyzed sure. physically. But I've spent a lot of time internally and spiritually paralyzed in my younger years. And what does, you know, incontinence and different things for this guy look like to the internally paralyzed person and drawing those correlations and in turn, not just saying, well, I can't relate because I was never in, you know, at the pool of Bethesda in 31 or 30 A.D., um, trying to get healed of being a paralyzed person. So this doesn't mean anything to me, but no. I've had very similar situations that look different or contextualized differently, but yeah. you start to see how Jesus entered into those places and what was my pick up your mat and go walk mm-hmm. moment and, and all of that. And that would have really taken it a different direction. Sure. But these interpersonal interactions with the person of Jesus that people have, I think are worth saying, okay, what does that paralyzation look like in my life? Yeah. What what was his situation and circumstances, and what would be the correlation with in, in my destitute nature that those would have been? And it just really helps me connect to like Jesus's power, his love for people that are in just in their own depravity. Right. And um, anyway, that was that was the main thing. Most of the other stuff like. We, we talked about, sure. um, I almost brought out some pictures from when I visited it now. Yeah. Um, but again, that's another five to seven minutes of trying to explain something that didn't get to the point. Yeah. But there's there's just a lot of that. You know, go look up the place now and how they've rendered it to what it would have looked like. And let yourself get in the situation and let yourself visualize, see Jesus in that place. And I think it just comes that much more alive hmm. inside you. Yeah, no, that's good. I... Um... It makes me think about uh, a preaching conference you and I got to go to um, a couple months back, mm-hmm. and they um, had a pastor that showed us, it played for us audio of this old sermon, and they were demonstrating um, the just kind of the power of unpacking the context of this story more than what you would usually hear in a sermon. And the guy just really slowly and dramatically worked his way through, um, I believe it was the beginning of Luke, um, maybe it was Mark, where he's just unpacking the political tensions and the social dynamics of Jesus's world in a passage that we would typically just like skim through really quick. And he just sat in it, almost awkwardly so. Mm -hmm. But then when he delivered that point of like this Jesus entered into this world. It was so powerful. And oftentimes, in a lot of these contextual things, certain person, we don't, we don't take the time to sit mm-hmm. and think, what does that look like in our world? What does that look like in my life? Yeah. What would that system be like if Jesus entered into that today? Yeah. And uh, that's a powerful practice to it go is. through. And it, it doesn't always fit in a sermon. No. But it can always fit in your own time in the Bible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would be preaching 60, 65-minute sermons if, uh, if we got too dramatic over here. Yeah, but let yourself go there. Yeah. Let Jesus come alive right in front of you. Yeah, amen. Uh, do you have any last pieces just of your heart for the community as, as oh. you think about the sermon? Yeah, tell your story. Mm. 
make sure you got the right hero. Yeah. I think that's really where, like, there's a lot to understand here, but the fact that this man continued to unfold the truth of what happened and the identity of the person who it was and that he wasn't afraid to tell it to the very people he knew would persecute him. Yeah. We read that after this, this is when they started a plot to kill him. Mm. Like, this was like, okay, we aren't cool with this Jesus guy as far as from the Pharisee standpoint. Yeah. And um, so... And I'm I'm pretty sure Jesus knew that was going to happen when he walked in there, and it didn't stop him either. Yeah. And so, as ambassadors or apprentices of Jesus, and as um, you know, people that are walking full of faith, and like it, it doesn't stop our obedience because the circumstances seem stacked against us. Right. And so, I just really want to continue to encourage people: Who will you tell your story to? No one's too far away, too scary. Yeah. And how will you tell it? That is so important. We're not telling a story of self-help. We're not telling a story of pulled myself up by my bootstraps. We're telling a story of a God that meets us in the darkest, most destitute place when we are paralyzed and living in our own soil, that he meets us there and heals us. And that is worthy of a declaration of a hero. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's edition of The Extended Cut. We pray that it blesses and encourages you as you continue to think about our messages from Sundays. Uh, Please follow up with uh, life groups, with Women's Retreat, uh, all these different kinds of things that Women's Retreat, again, the Save the Day is for April 21st through 23rd. We'll have the sign-up form out for that soon. Uh, But we pray that you have a great week, and uh, we look forward to seeing you this weekend as I have the privilege of uh, continuing on this Miracles Sermon Series. We'll see you soon.